Nikki Vandermeulen currently holds seat 7 on the Madison Metropolitan School District's Board of Education. Vandermeulen is a juvenile attorney, has been a disability rights advocate since a young age, and was originally elected to the seat in 2017, becoming the first school board member openly on the autism spectrum, not just in Madison. Nikki, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I appreciate the invitation. I am really enjoying my time on the school board. I um, ran for seat seven, which I'm running for re-election, because I wanted to be a voice for the voiceless and to protect the rights of all students, as well as to give special needs individuals a voice in the education system. Perfect. Well, then it sounds like that's kind of maybe what initially inspired you to run for the school board a few years ago and maybe motivates you to run again this year. Would that be correct? That would be correct, along with I've added some to my focus in that I do need all children to succeed. Right now, we have a reading level of 36.4%. Our kids aren't reading, and we need that done for all students. But I am still remaining an activist and an active participant for individuals with disabilities and special needs. Perfect. Thank you very much for that. Now, there's been a little bit of back and forth and confusion from Wayne Strong about whether or not he will be also running for the school board seat 7, but his name will indeed appear on the ballot during the April 7th election, technically making him an opponent for you. So I'm wondering if you could describe what you feel makes you a more qualified candidate than Strong or some priorities you think you might have that would set you apart. What sets me apart from all other candidates is the fact that I'm consistent, reliable, and I've done the work. I'm the only board member who's gone to all 50 of our schools. I've talked to our students, I talk to our parents, and I openly advocate for positions that are for the best of our students and parents. That takes nothing away from my opponent. But what makes me different is that I get directly involved. I have had the chance to meet with people who are experts in the field, and then I modify my responses that way. The other reason that sets me apart is that as an individual on the autism spectrum, I learn by seeing, I learn by doing. That means I have to experience what's going on in the community Mm. to truly do my job. Of course. Well, thank you for that. I guess I'm wondering then at this point what some of those concerns or priorities you've picked up speaking with students and parents about their concerns. That'd be a great next place to go with this. Yes. The things that I've picked up are, one, class size is incredibly important. heard that from parents time and time again. With students, I hear two things. One, transparency. We feel that everything is hidden in closed session and we don't get to hear a lot of it. Okay. But the other thing that I hear from students the most is they want to have a voice, not just through the student representative, but to actually voice their concerns to the board, especially I've heard this through the Black Student Union and many other groups. And I think my next term, I would prioritize working with PTAs, PTOs and student organizations. Kind of looking back to last month and a little bit of a controversial decision that the school board faced, they ultimately ended up voting four to three to buy a 30,000 square foot office building at 333 Holtzman Road 
to ultimately house four of the district's intensive intervention programs. Now, for our listening audience who may not be familiar with this purchase and this vote, these programs are currently located in a leased building on Olin Avenue, and about 36 elementary and middle school students, or about 2% of Madison students with disabilities, are currently enrolled in the programs. Now, I bring this up as before a public meeting in early December, you kind of, I believe, described the move as warehousing students away from their peers. Now, a a district document, I think, suggests that the vast majority of of students spend a year or less in the program, and about half of the students in these programs spend part of their day within their neighborhood school. So this leads me to just a a couple questions as you voted against the purchase. And the first of those would be, I'm wondering wondering if you believe these students were adequately served where these programs have previously been located and then second what alternatives did you identify for meeting these students needs I believe their needs were met when they were when Neon and Leap were in our elementary and middle schools I do not believe their needs were met at Olin Avenue I do not believe their needs will be met in the new building as it is inaccessible, and it has no handicap accessibility, no wheelchair accessibility. I think that's significant. Two, I believe the best way to help our students is to integrate them. What's shown and what the law requires under Andrew F., which is the current case law on this case, is that students should be, for the most part, educated with their peers. In fact, the IDEA, the Individuals with Disability Education Act, says that it is mandatory to educate disabled children with non-disabled children unless their disability is so severe that they cannot receive educational benefit in the classroom, even with supplementary aids and services. I feel that distinction has been lost on that. Additionally, um, I asked for, I'm glad you got the district documents because um, the board asked for them three different times before we were allowed to see them. And I found that problematic, but I'm glad I have them now. But I still believe that educating individuals separately from their peers is, there's been no research showing that there's academic benefit. In fact, much research that shows that these children will actually get a lesser education. Additionally, if you look at Andrew F., it states that a de minimis or minimal standard of education is exactly what is not allowed. And in fact, they must have a rigorous course of, they must have a course of education that helps them to achieve their goals and that it should be written out. I'm not sure we're doing that as well as we could. And that's why I see it as a warehouse or segregated institution. Given that the purchase was indeed approved, I'm wondering what your kind of current concerns and priorities are to uh, address those those issues in relation to moving these intensive programs to Holtzman Road. I understand that the programs weren't extended to high school students because there's going to be a study about the number of students who return to their neighborhood programs, but I'm wondering if there's anything beyond that that you would be looking to investigate during your next term. Yes, quite a few things. One, to have even more data on why students, how long students spend in Neon and Leap, because I've heard widely varying things from parents versus the data from the district. I'd like to know in that. Two, what I'm also advocating for, and this sounds basic, but I want a playground. I think that elementary school children should have a chance to play and be educated like anyone else, and to be in a building that doesn't even have a playground for recess is kind of sad to be 100% honest. And the other thing that I want to 
what I want to research and make sure of, that we are providing true academic benefit for all these students, that these decisions are made by IEP teams that include the parents and not just one individual. And I want to make sure that we provide as much academic rigor as possible and that we provide tutors, support, and additional training if necessary. Because if we're going to have this building, we're going to separate these students, which I don't agree with. I want them at least to have the best that we can provide. And right now, I'm not sure we're doing that. Now, as we wind down, kind of finish up here, I'm wondering what else you would like our listeners to know about your candidacy, about your priorities, uh, if you're to be reelected, anything that you'd like to leave us with as we finish up here. As I stated, I'm the only school board member that's gone to all 50 schools. I care about the students. I care about our teachers, our staff, and our school communities. I'm here to speak for those who cannot speak, as well as those whose voices are often not heard. I plan to focus on working to solve the achievement gap, raise our reading scores, and advocate for individuals with special needs. But make no mistake, I will advocate for all students, because every student in MMSD deserves a quality education. We have been joined by Nikki Vandermeulen, who currently holds seat 7 on the Madison Metro School District's Board of Education and is running again for the seat this year. The election for the school board is on April 7th. Nikki, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you very much. As a note, the board decision to buy the building at Holtzman Road came with the conditions that the programs will not expand to high school students until a study of effectiveness is done, creation of a plan for sustainable energy for the building, and a requirement that a playground be built.